You're listening to That Damn Indian Show on Talk Jive Radio. I'm Kelly, and it is a beautiful day to be Indian, if I do say so myself. Um, of course, what else am I going to be, right? I don't think I want to be anything else, so there you go. Uh, beautiful day, day closer to the weekend, a day closer to the Seminole Nation citizens voting, and that's going to be this Saturday, July 10th. And I say that to let you know that Jaysha Lyons Echo Hawk will be here in the noon hour to talk to us about other issues that we didn't get to talk about when we talked to her a couple of weeks ago and just remind the Seminole Nation citizens to vote this Saturday. And so it's always great to talk to her. She's one of our favorites. And uh, she's always so gracious with her time to come here and uh, talk to us here at Talk Jive Radio, which is a production of the Institute for Native Arts and Media, an indigenous and independent nonprofit media source. Very, very awesome and proud to say that. So lots of things going on. Of course, Facebook was winning the internet yesterday. And one of the things that was posted, it caught my attention. It says, tribes get more COVID money applications than votes in tribal elections. And I want to talk about that. I really, really do. Because there's there's so much. And I... I you know, that's just a fact. That is just a fact. And so when we're looking at that, and, and there are a lot of tribal members out there who don't feel like that their tribes have responded fast enough or don't feel like their tribal leadership is is doing the right things with, with these uh, recovery funds. And, and this program. And so um, this, this, that statement really just sums it up. And it brings it home like, well, if we voted, if we voted and we participated like that, like we do when there's these cash money programs, it, it would be a lot different. We would have a lot different representation, don't you think? I mean, when when there are are funds like this available, everybody comes out of the woodwork. It's like, oh yeah, 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 yeah. That's you know, this is my tribe, and they're giving us a thousand bucks, or you know, PPE or whatever, uh, giving us a giving our kids laptops, or you know, what, wh- however, however the your tribe responded in the first round uh, of those funds. Some tribes built homes for their elders and tried to address their homeless population. And some just built nonsense. And that's really par for the course. And that's a prioritization of leadership. That's what that is. Where, Where does your tribal government's leadership priorities lie or your municipality for that matter I mean for for our non-natives who don't have to deal with this extra layer of government that that we Indians do I mean this it's 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 all the same it's it's all it's all part of of a 
larger issue, a global issue. And we're going to see so much more here in Indian country. And we're going to see who's serious about preparing for the next generations and and leaving these positive legacies for their for their people and so it's it's going to be amazing but one thing that uh we talk about in in our conversation with jaysha is the fact that communities benefit from tribes and we've talked about that on on this show since it started tribes always contribute to their communities be it through um, employing people in the community be it through supporting the schools be it through um, roads or infrastructure or different things like that I mean you go and you look at some of these these places where the municipalities have made true partnerships with their local tribes and you'll see a huge difference a huge difference in the way that their communities operate and I don't what I would like to know and what I guess I need to research are just the incarceration rates of natives in in these places are they still um is it still disproportionate or is there enough representation on the local government level not just the tribal government level but the local government level the county commissioners th- that level that is that involved with the tribes to make it work you know and and you look at places like Tahlequah Oh, I love Tahlequah. Tahlequah is beautiful. And their street signs are in Cherokee. Very cool. Um the the Cherokee Nation has has greatly, you know, that's their capital. So they have greatly invested in that local community. Shawnee, Oklahoma is another one. The citizen Potawatomis, the absentee Shawnees, um, the Kickapooser are right there. Like there, they have, they have contributed so much, so much to that area. I mean, if you haven't been out to Shawnee and gone up that Kickapoo Turnpike, oh, you are missing out. I can't wait till that Kickapoo Turnpike gets done. That's like my new favorite favorite thing I just decided one day like you know what I'm gonna take it and see where it goes and how it goes and I know that yeah it's a paid road absolutely however if you want to completely miss the cluster shag of I-35 that's the way to go yeah the speed limit's only like 45 miles an hour (laughs) yes it's suggested at 45 miles an hour I go the speed limit. <laughs> I encourage everyone else to do the same. <laughs> However, uh, on that road, yeah, I, I can't wait till they get the whole thing open. It's beautiful. 
And that is a lot of tribal resources. That's a lot of medical marijuana resources. And so there, there, there's, there are a lot of, of positive things that are being contributed to Oklahoma and its non-native citizens because it has so many citizens, native citizens here, because there are so many tribes located here, because there are so many medical marijuana patients. And both groups have been historically demonized for, for one reason or another. The tribes continue to be demonized by our own state government even the people who claim to be Indian, like they're like, they're like being our worst enemies instead of being advocates, they're adversaries. And yeah, I'm talking about Kevin Stitt. Yes, absolutely. If I have to name him and if I have to actually say it, yes, that is who I'm talking about. He sets, he's setting the, the, the standard for this and the bar. And so, um, and, and just everything else, just like, I'm going to sue the federal government. I know we say this again. I say it again. The Supreme Court already heard about this. It's, they've, they, McGirt is done. It's done. And I don't know why, I don't know why the state of Oklahoma has to continue to try to have this kind of relationship with the tribes. I, I, I just don't get it. And, and that's, that's one of the reasons why we got to get out and vote. We have to participate no matter who you vote for, no matter what side you come down on. It only works if we all vote, if we all vote. So make sure that you get out there, cast your vote. Seminole Nation citizens, get out there, cast your vote. Um, for the for the candidates that you best think will represent you and so we're going to talk to jaysha lines echo hawk here uh in the next hour so make sure that you stay tuned for that and uh again we are so thankful to her for taking the time to come here and talk to us don't go anywhere uh if you missed any of our past episodes you can catch up with those wherever you get your podcast that Damn Indian Show is a production of the Institute for Native Arts and Media. We're indigenous, we're independent, and we're nonprofit media, y'all.